0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode sixteen of the He Said She Said Podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve, as always joined by Ashley Spivey, fresh off an Idaho vacation. <laughs> was it a vacation?
1: I mean, I was working, but it felt like a vacation. I love going there.
0: So you go there every year with Burley's yes. family? Yes. What I part I think we
1: for five years.
0: Oh really? What part was it?
1: Sun Valley.
0: Oh, ah. what'd you do?
1: Well, I am not a big skier or a snowboarder, so I just take everybody around and make <laughs> breakfasts in the morning and do everyone's laundry. <laughs> I'm
0: guessing I'm guessing life in Sun Valley, Idaho and the lifestyle in Sun Valley, Idaho is probably different than living in New York City. <laughs>
1: For sure. It snowed the whole entire time we were there. It was like the most snow I've ever seen in my life.
0: It's just, yeah, I, I, that's got to be just a different world than what you're used to on a daily basis, you know?
1: Yeah. Like when I was driving in, um, I haven't really ever driven in snow because I grew up in North Carolina and it snowed like twice there. Yeah. So, so I was terrified because I don't drive in New York. You yeah,
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean, you're taking public transportation everywhere in New York, and you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Were you like slip-sliding on the road?
1: A little bit. My car didn't have four-wheel drive.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. probably two more opposite places on the in the U.S. than Sun Valley, Idaho, and New York City. Um, yeah. Sounds like a great place to get away, though. I've never been to Idaho. Can't say because I'm, I mean, I have no reason to really ever go there. I've never, I'm not a big skier person and I'm not a big out in the country person, (laughs) (laughs) I guess. And it seems like Sun Valley, Idaho is just, hey, just come here and just kick back and relax and ride horses and play in the snow. Is there horses out there? I don't know. Probably. I think like fishing
1: is really big there in the summer. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't fish either, so.
1: But see, I love it because it's really relaxing. And Burley has been my valentine, I think, since he was born. Steve and I have never spent a Valentine's Day together. Really? Yeah.
0: Has, it, has this trip always been during Valentine's Day weekend?
1: Yep. Burley oh. and I go to the same restaurant. We usually have the same waitress. We didn't have the same one this year. And we order the same thing. Wow! Yeah, we're like good. an old married couple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, we've got uh, we've got quite an interesting show for you this week. I think a lot of you are going to get a healthy laugh out of our first caller, not by what they say, but <laughs> by but by what it spurs on. Um, we just it, it goes off on such a tangent. That um, you're going to find out some things about me that I've never shared before. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to judge me for it. Uh, but, yeah. It's I mean, my
1: favorite fact I've ever learned about you.
0: Yeah. No, this is going to be interesting. Um, and then our second caller is just bring us back down to reality. Because we had such a rip-roaring, belly-laughing time in the first call. And then... Our second call from Emily in Dallas is uh is is hard to hear and
1: I get a lot of tweets about it.
0: Yeah. I I think it's just going to be it's going to and maybe it'll resonate with some people out there too that feel the same way she does or in the same boat that she is. Uh it's just just a really interesting phone call. Um so let's just get to it. First up is uh Amanda and and she is in New Jersey and then after that it's going to be Emily in Dallas. So Thanks, everybody, for listening. Here we go with episode number 16. All right, let's get to our first caller of the episode. Her name is Amanda. She is in New Jersey, where it seems like every other caller we have is from the great state of New Jersey, <laughs> the Garden State. Amanda, how are you?
2: I'm good, Steve. How are you?
0: That's right, right? Garden State? That-
1: yes, the um, Garden State. <laughs> I love New Jersey.
0: <clears throat> Don't we- I like
1: all the calls we're getting from there. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, uh, Amanda, uh, fill us in. Uh, what's your What's going on? What's your situation that we're dealing with here?
2: Sure. So um, after your last, um, your last he said she said podcast, and you guys were like, nobody calls with sex questions. I was like you know what yes! I have one. <laughs> yes, we're getting a sex. Question. I was like you know what I got one. <laughs> Yay, so, uh, Steve. So I figured I'd, you know, how guys
0: out. Ask and you um, shall receive. That's the way it works. See, here.
1: So, I like how you're cleaning your glasses for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that's gonna help you answer this question. Right.
0: So oh, never
2: know. So, so this, my husband my <laughs> husband and I have been married for six and a half years. And um I'd say from like the beginning, he's never lasted long, which personally, I never really cared too much about. I mean, maybe in the beginning I did just because like we were newlyweds and no kids. Now we're like, quick, do it before the kids wake up. (laughs) so it doesn't bother me like now. Um, But I know for him, he like always mentions it. And I thought it was always just because like, he felt bad because he wanted to last longer for me. And then um, I was talking with a friend of mine and she said that, you know, if your spouse or partner is saying something that, um, you know, don't just think it's all about you. Like they're saying something that, you know, maybe something that they really care about. So I spoke to my husband about it and I said, you know, if, if it really bothers you and you want to last longer, I was like, you don't have to do anything for me, but if you want to do it for you, like go right ahead. Like, you know, I whatever you want to do, like, I don't want you to feel like you have to, but if you want to, no, no problem. So he was like, okay, I do. I was like, okay, great. And then like, nothing's happened since. And I don't really know, like, do I go and research? Do I just like, let him do it on his time? Is it like, we're married. So therefore, like, it doesn't matter who does it. Like, I don't really know. And like, I feel <laughs> bad to bring it up because I feel like who wants to be reminded that like, they don't last long. So it's just kind of like this weird, you know, like we talk about it, when like, we're being together, but then like nothing happens. So that's kind of like where we're at. Okay. Okay.
0: Here's my question. Yeah. Um, when you say not last long, what's your, what does that mean? Cause I don't know what your standards are.
2: Right. So um, this is true. So, as he puts it, like, he could release, like, the second he goes inside, but he pushes himself as long as he can. I'd probably say most of the time it's, like, five minutes or less. Um, and I'm not really, like, using a stopwatch. <laughs> but I know that it's, like, not, it's not lasting very long, which, um, you know, I don't necessarily know. Nec- See, and this is the other thing. So we both became religious later in life. Mm-hmm. And so before we both became religious, we didn't know each other. We both had been intimate with other people. So I've been with guys who like, they could do it like four or five times. And like, it could be like a, you know, couple hour marathon, <laughs> you know, whatever. And, you know, I've had relationships like that. Um, he was never really all that experienced and we don't talk about it much. Cause again, who wants to talk about their past relationships with their spouse? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and again, like, let's just say for argument's sake, I'm comparing to past relationships, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm still getting off. So do I really care if it's five minutes or longer? Like, not, I mean, at least for me, like, not really. Maybe I'm missing out and I just don't know it, um, you know, with him, so to speak. But, but yeah, so he's lasting maybe five minutes, maybe less, maybe a few minutes more, but really that's about it.
1: So, you- you have an orgasm before y'all have sex or do you have one before he has one or how is that working?
2: So I'd say like 95% of the time, um, I'm orgasming before, like, he's like either fingering me or, you know, we're doing whatever, whatever we're doing. Um, and then let's just say like, it's not happening for me that way. And I can always tell. I'm just like, mm, nope, not gonna happen that way this time. So, um, then but like usually like within a couple of minutes of him being inside, like, I'll get off. So he still always makes sure that like I get off before he does. But it's I, I don't know if it's like a psychological thing that if I have, then like he's I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense what I just said. But basically <laughs> He always make sure that I get get off first. I'd say maybe three times in our whole marriage, I didn't get off at all. Which, again, I was okay with because I still enjoyed myself. I just never, you know, right. finished, so to speak. Right. <laughs> and like, you never have to fake it or anything. You like, you're definitely having orgasms. Yeah. Nope. Definitely okay. orgasms. I'm definitely happy. Definitely satisfied. I'm not feeling like I need to, you know, do anything on my own when like we're not together. Right. I'm, All good. (laughs) Because I was
1: going to suggest that maybe he should be doing something on his own when y'all aren't having sex. Because I've seen before that if you masturbate before you have sex, like give it a couple of hours, maybe that could help him last longer. Has he tried that?
2: So that gets a little tricky with the religious thing. So, um for men, they're not supposed to spill seed. So it's basically like he could do the act of masturbation, just not the complete, like the releasing, so to speak. In which okay. case, we actually tried doing that to see, but then that just made it worse and he just came faster. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> was like, really like, in and done.
0: <laughs> Wait, maybe I'm completely out of the loop on religion no problem what religion doesn't allow you to masturbate I didn't even um, know this was a thing
2: what? yeah <laughs> orthodox Judaism
0: okay I didn't know that um, <laughs> I didn't know you were were not allowed to spill your seed as you so eloquently put it as an orthodox orthodox Jew right? yeah so, wow okay. yeah. I'm, had so you, had you heard of that actually? Ha- did you know this? I've heard of
1: that before
0: oh okay no I never didn't know so you're um,
2: getting
0: it all in this episode. Yeah, I think I think one thing you. should... These are
1: my favorite Steve
0: episodes. <laughs> I think the 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 part where Steve learns something uh, in the yeah. episode. Um, I think one thing you need to do, just for humor' sake, is next time you start having sex, put on um, a song, and, and just put on your I, your iTunes and just see how many songs he lasts, because that'll give you a rough estimate of how long it goes. Oh, interesting. Because that's. <laughs> That's kind of how I've always done it.
2: <laughs> just What? <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Well, I mean, come on, we've all oh, had, we've all had se- We've all had sex with music on, right? I just kind of keep track in my head halfway how many through songs <laughs> I I I just in my head you're enjoying the background music, but in my head I'm kind of counting how many songs I got through. And I know roughly how, each, how long each song is. Well, that's how you do it. Instead, instead, you, instead of literally can you setting you a stopwatch, put
1: up your sex playlist. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I need some reference.
0: Take, take a, take a I wild like guess. I am I am laughing <laughs> What? <laughs> Ashley, you're oh my God. <laughs> Ashley, you're dying. Ashley, you're dying It's
2: not just fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> my sex great. playlist.
0: Um, I know, you know, hey, sometimes you just want to know how long you're going and without having a turning on a stopwatch, you don't really know. Like I I lose track of time in in that moment. So you're not really thinking about minutes and, but if you put on three songs or five songs, you're like, okay, I just want about 10 or 15 minutes. I'm good. (laughs) so it's
2: actually a good thing if you think about it's like oh i know there's only one song left like i'm just gonna push myself for this last song it kind of like gives you something to and
0: don't think that i haven't don't think that i haven't said to myself i want to make it to the end of this song because i absolutely (laughs) have
1: i think though that like helps because thinking about sex and finishing and you're, like, focusing on
0: something else. Alright, look, I wasn't saying I wasn't focusing on the sex. I'm just saying, because then it makes it seem like I'm just, like, you know, going to the beat of the song and just hoping we get to the end of it. I'm just saying that if it's on in the background, I'm very well aware of what song we're on. Or what song it's... How many songs in we're on? And now... (laughs) Now, I feel like if anybody happens to be listening to this and I happen to have sex with them at some point in my life, they they are now going to know that, okay, he's totally listening to the music right now. I mean, we definitely have our poll questions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you listen to music while having sex? Do you you listen to music during sex? I mean, okay. I... Is I don't think that's weird, right? Not the the county no, part. Weird. Not the, just having music on during sex, right? Is
2: that weird? No, I think that's and that's actually totally like fine.
0: But
1: using it as a stopwatch. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: That's just my own
0: personal. That, yeah, that's That like... is a new
1: technique. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I'm enjoying the music as well. I mean, let's not. I'm not just putting on any songs and putting on like you know Stairway to Heaven or whatever because that's 15 <laughs> minutes long or whatnot um where were we uh so yeah that was just we're my talking way of- <laughs>
1: about technique
0: yeah um so you were saying okay you were saying that about i was just saying to throw that in about just to get a time so it doesn't look like he lasts more than like five minutes okay are you at a point where i know you said you mentioned kids at what point did kids come into the picture how many years into your marriage
2: Oh, like seconds. I got pregnant right away. Oh.
3: Um,
2: we had our first baby uh six weeks before no, like five weeks before our first anniversary.
0: Okay. Has it been has there been any change in terms of length he goes, uh pre no. versus post kids? <laughs> no.
2: No, I, I'd probably say like The only, so the other thing that happened, I had like really, I had great pregnancies in terms of like actual whatever, but in terms of like in the bedroom, it was very, very difficult for me. So we just weren't together a lot while I was like, once I was in like second trimester, you got the bump going, like it just wasn't happening like a lot. So I don't know if, I mean, that probably plays a role because we weren't doing it so often. And then, um, and then from. Um, and then from like not having that time. And then when we finally worked together again afterwards, and then we actually lived with my parents for a year. So trying to be together with like your parents down the hall is just like yeah. a whole another layer. And then oh, eventually no. like, and then eventually I so still got pregnant with number two and then eventually, um, <laughs> we did move out. Thank God we did move out, but, um, but yeah, I just, I got pregnant and got pregnant again. And that pregnancy was also rough. And um, it was funny. My third pregnancy was actually probably like we were the most active during it. If you catch my drift. Um, mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that even though we have three now, I feel like we're together more than we were with the first two. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I just, it doesn't, it, we could even do it like every single night this week doesn't matter still the same amount of time how I, often would you say y'all are having sex
0: that's what i was gonna ask
2: <laughs> so right so we we always try for at least twice a week we always want to more we just have that we've gone through a really rough patch like this i life. think twice I think, a week is great okay great especially
0: especially <laughs> so with, the, especially the with three kids is the other
2: the other yeah uh, the other monkey wrench is that so there's two weeks out of the month that we can't be together, because of again the whole religious thing. You separate during your, your cycle, and then yeah. afterwards, and then you come together. What? So on the one hand, it's like <laughs> Steve's like, "What?
0: You have you have to separate when you're going through your period? Yeah, not except like for like we're still in the same
2: bedroom. Um, oh, I thought yeah, you literally right? had to leave.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, that's like 2,000 years ago. <laughs> but no, um, no, so so there's two weeks months the month where, you know, when you're on your cycle, then you're separated. And then um, also for like a week afterwards, you're also this, whatever, like a whole thing. Um, but it's really amazing because then, like, you always have this, like, on again, off again thing, which is great and exciting. And we're always like, oh my gosh, how many more hours until, like, we can be together again? Like, so that's amazing. But then, um, so we're, so if you think about it, we're only together like four times out of the whole month. And then so like, I feel like that's not such a good, good average. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but in terms of like, you know, the two weeks, so we're together four times 14 days. That sounds like a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Let me
1: ask you this. So I know that you were saying that you can't um, like waste the seed. Could you use a condom And then take it off right before.
2: Oh, interesting!
1: Because I think that could um, desensitize, yeah, desensitize him a little bit, and then that way he and they even sell some condoms that do have you know like a desensitizing liquid. Yeah, um, on them, and that way, you know, I guess you could get around that whole rule if you take it off right before he's about to come.
2: So, yeah. That's an interesting thought.
1: hmm
2: Something we could explore. How yeah. He was uh, <laughs> like, mm, I don't really know. <laughs> well, I, no, I, I mean, I, I know that condoms
1: that... are not yeah. preferable. But if this is something that's important to him in terms of lasting longer, because I, I, it seems like y'all actually do have a great sex life. You communicate well about it you're getting your orgasms too. So I I think this is something in terms of um, his body and ways to get around it because there are options for y'all. I think that it's just with the religious thing, we have to figure out what those are without making him feel bad about y'all's religious life as well. Yeah. Because then he's going to be
2: all up in his head. Yeah. Well, that was. it was actually interesting that you said the masturbation thing because he was considering, like, going to, um, like, when it comes to doing things that, I don't want to say are going against, like, Jewish law, but, you know, it's kind of, like, one of those things where it's, like, if you ask God's permission, you're, like, kind of going about the right way, then, like, when, you know, you're kind of, like, I don't know if this is really making sense, but it's kind of like, you know, do I have to ask, like, a a rabbi who's knowledgeable in Jewish law to... um Say, yes, it's okay to masturbate. Do I have to? No. But at the same time, it's like, if you want God's blessings, we very much believe, like, you go about it the right way. So right. Um, so he even said to me this last time, he's like, I don't know, maybe I should just call our rabbi and be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is I'm holding. And like, this is what I'm thinking. Like, he even thought about the whole masturbation thing. Um, and we're currently not working on having kids. We're <laughs> handling our three for now. Um, right. So that that's something that he's open to in the sense of like he's also like doesn't know idea wise like what's the best thing and like knows that there's gotta be something that he can do and he's he's definitely open to it and he wants to do it, which I think right. is like a positive. Okay. I
1: I think that I mean whatever y'all feel the most comfortable with, especially him. Um I mean I have some other Knowledge I could doubt unless you have something you <laughs> want to say. See,
0: no, go ahead. I want I want more of your knowledge. Uh, just just
1: like taking it all in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and what I was gonna say is in terms of the whole um, numbing thing or desensitizing, they also sell a spray that he could spray on himself oh, before y'all have sex. Um. There's also desensitizing lubrications that you could mm-hmm. use. Um with some other things there's also a medication i don't know if you want to go that route because that it's pretty um drastic um but he could take a medication how open would y'all be to going to a sex shop
2: so here's the thing i've done a lot of crazy things especially before my religious days okay (laughs) i feel like he'd be the kind of person that's like you do whatever you figure out whatever and just tell me what to do like he's open. he's just like he's also a very visual person so it's like if I start talking about something he like starts visualizing that just doesn't work for him but it's like if I'm like all right put this on do this he's like okay
1: (laughs) yeah no I think go to a sex shop there are a lot of things there in terms of desensitizing or helping someone last longer okay um i think that that could be beneficial for y'all because like i said i think actually besides like his um sensitivity towards how long he's lasting it seems like y'all actually do have a great sex life y'all talk about it having orgasms i think everything's okay if anything it just seems like you actually want to make him feel better about it so i think maybe you are gonna have to kind of like take the reins on this one and get the stuff and see maybe how he reacts to it okay
0: yeah um the desensitizing stuff uh, the desensitizing the desensitizing stuff ashley um question Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. just out of curiosity so yes. this desensitizing, whether it's lube or a desensitizing condom or whatever the case may be, you put this stuff on and it still keeps you erect, but it takes away the sensitivity? Yes. Oh, wow. Again, something I did not know about. <laughs> never. <laughs> I'd never heard. I never even heard of that. Oh, I think I'd heard yeah. of desensitizing condoms before, but I just thought that was it. I didn't realize there was a fucking spray. <laughs> and a, and a lube they for have it. everything okay yeah i guess i should have should have been aware of that cuz those sex <laughs> shops seem to have everything in them um yeah i agree with ashley i think you're i think you're good to go and you know i obviously I, I know you want it to last longer but if it was once a month and it was lasting 5 minutes then i think you'd have a more of a sexual problem with your husband but it really doesn't seem that way And I'm amazed because I've heard so many stories about people after they have kids that the sex life just becomes literally non-existent. (laughs) And the fact that you're having it as much as you did with three kids,
2: all under aren't
0: aren't they young? Aren't they all under?
2: Oh, yeah. They're under six.
0: Three kids under six, and you're having as much sex as you guys are. I mean, good for you. Half the time,
2: they come in. (laughs) This actually happened (laughs) this last time. We were literally, he was just about to like... I mean, I say graphic, but he was literally about to, like, come inside. And then all of a sudden, we hear the door, like my kid's bedroom door. I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you are not. I was like, do not yell at him. Do not get upset at him. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is not happening right now. So, He's ha- ha- like, oh, no. mommy, like, Mom, I want to come in your bed. And I'm like, mm, sorry. Daddy said it. Take it. I was like, look, there's his bed. Go over there. He fell he fell back to sleep in a minute and then we just did it. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just like, i like, no, I'm not not doing this because you decided to wake up at like midnight.
0: <laughs> so the your child didn't enter the room. You left him at no, the door. He entered
2: the room. He came over to like my bed and was trying to get on my bed. So we have separate beds also, because when we separate, we're not yeah. sleeping in the same bed. So um, usually like my older one, if he wakes up night, he goes into my husband's bed and the younger one comes into comes into my bed. The baby's still in the crib. I'm like, you are staying there. I'm not letting <laughs> you out. Um, but yeah. So your your child comes in the room
0: and is at the bedside while your husband is on top of you, or you're on top of him? Like what what did you tell the child? <laughs> they
2: could be beside each other. Or
0: or <laughs> so that way, or we're, spooning. Or beside each other. I
2: said um so daddy's in mommy's bed right now and so, I think mean, you should just go to mommy's bed. And like, I literally like quickly put on my robe, and I like brought him to my husband's bed, put his pillow there, got his water bottle, and he went. I like made sure he fell back to sleep, which was like as soon as his head hit the pillow, he did. I was like, okay, we can we can resume now.
0: Oh wow! And then, oh, you, wow. Just to, and then you just went back to then she went back to work, huh? <laughs> wow.
2: I mean, when you live with your parents and like your baby's in your room and you're like literally in a small bedroom and you just, I mean, you find, gotta get it in. You find creative <laughs> way.
0: Yeah, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Literally. literally. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, I had a question, another question. Is there a certain position you feel like that maybe it
2: happens a little faster than others? Yeah. So that's the interesting thing. So I, I mean, I like to be on task. I feel like that's yeah. kind of an obvious woman. Um, so we have done that, and so the so then it become the the issue doesn't become that he's not he does he will last longer. But then we have a different issue. The different issue is that when we try to do it so that I because the ideal thing is that when he is um, coming that he's on top and like the man's on top and the woman's on the bottom. Right, that's a Jewish right. Jewish thing. Um, you know, it, if you need to do it in other ways, there is room for that. It's just the ideal is, is that. So the couple times that we tried, first we tried rolling over, and that was just like I mean, America's Funniest Home Videos, X-rated like that just would have been a scene <laughs> for editing. <laughs> but so then we tried um, so then the other problem was like when I'm trying to come off, he's still hard. So the only other thing to do is kind of like wait it out till he gets soft and then like kind of start back up again. So we've done mm. that before, but um, sometimes then we run into that whole kid situation and sometimes it's just not as easy as them going back to sleep. right. Mm. So it becomes like a little, uh, so yeah. <laughs> It, it becomes tricky, but I think that really what it comes down to is trying some of those desensitizing things, like you were saying, and then maybe just kind of exploring, um, like you said, within the religion, what can we do to try different options in the moment and not be like, right. okay, now we have to call and <laughs> da, 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 like, <laughs> right, and right, get it one step ahead and be like, okay, so the next time we're together, what are our options? Yeah. Thing. That's what I'm feeling. So yeah, this is very informative.
1: <clears throat> no, I feel like I'm learning a
0: lot too. <laughs> You're learning a lot. I know Steve is learning yeah, a lot. I'm <laughs> totally learning a lot here. There's just, uh, well, uh, <laughs> you uh, asked for it. Uh, I know. No, I. This is one of our better callers in a while. I enjoy. No, it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, this is good stuff. And I, and the best part is, it's not like I don't think you have a major a huge problem on your hands, but I understand why Uh you were concerned. Um, but I think you're, I think you're good to go. I think you really are. You're on the. I mean, you guys, the fact that you have it as much as you do, you talk about it and you communicate about it. I think, um, you're in a good spot to where maybe it'll just eventually happen to where he gets to go longer. I think I honestly, I think the, Inability, or you know, the religious reasons of being unable to masturbate, isn't helping matters because I guarantee he would last longer if he was able to do that before you guys had sex. So,
2: Interesting.
0: that 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 certainly is hurting. I, 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 it just seems like that you'd be able to go more than one and a half, two songs uh, <laughs> if you were able to. <laughs> Those songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah now
2: know.
1: i can't listen to music anymore <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so funny because what like sometimes my husband would be like oh man already and i'm like but i it's like i just say the most random thing that like, come into my head well no because <laughs> that's supposed to help you know? right he's like just you know that does nothing <laughs> yeah other than like make me laugh. Yeah,
0: I think that that's kind of a I can as a guy I can speak to that. That's kind of a misconception because if you if you focus your brain on, you know, whatever they say, trucks, cars, baseball, whatever, um, that will take your mind off it, but I don't know, maybe this is just I, it also makes you go flaccid because you're not aroused anymore. Oh,
1: I hate that word.
0: Whatever, okay. <laughs> limp. Okay, limp. okay (laughs) Um, uh it makes you go limp because it's like you have to be thinking of it as well as while you're doing it um and you can take your mind off it for a little bit and think about whatever something else but if you think about it too long you're gonna go limp because you're not aroused anymore because you're like okay baseball trucks cars gardening you know whatever you're, just, you're like okay this isn't this isn't gardening. keeping me excited
2: yeah
0: I don't know where that came from gardening I've certainly never thought about gardening ever during sex because I don't garden Sure. Don't garden. <laughs> um, yeah so Amanda thanks for coming on I this was like yeah. I said I enjoy like this is why I ask for sex calls uh, We'll take the serious calls every once in a while that's no problem. But calls like this, I really enjoy it. Amanda, I hope uh, we helped in some way and you got a good laugh. And now everyone knows about a sex playlist. I want to hear
2: about this one. I will keep you updated.
0: Yes, definitely <laughs> keep us updated.
2: Like, sex is good. We're up to yes. two songs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody listening to this now, this is going to be their measurement of how long their husband and or boyfriend goes. Is
2: Like, babe, why don't you put some music on? Oh, no reason at all. <laughs>
1: You know what? I'm going to make Steve release his no. uh, sex playlist <laughs> and maybe <laughs> use that on the next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Too funny. Uh,
0: anyway. Um, all right, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much, bye. Ashley. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> See, Ashley, that's why we have sex callers on the show because that was a lot of fun even though I, I never really even thought that a. <laughs> I know you want me to release this some sort of master sex playlist that I have.
1: Uh, you're but doing it. It's not like I it's have one a Spotify playlist.
0: <laughs> it's not like I have one. Now there is okay. There is one. Even
1: I, if you don't have one, you ma- have to make, make one, one now. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is one X that I had that it was I specifically made one for her and mm-hmm. i specifically told her <laughs> and it was just a joke like it was just like this is our love making playlist or whatever and oh uh, god it was but and that's what we called it but it was so it was it was a joke i mean it was just uh-huh. it was just like that was our running joke um okay. but i can't even rem- i honestly can't even remember what songs i put on there because it's certainly gone from my phone now the actual playlist itself, but I remember I definitely set one up, and I was like... and, and Every time, I, I would just joke about it every time. I would say, like...
1: You don't remember mm-hmm. one song from a playlist?
0: <sighs> <laughs> uh, you Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, but I'm not gonna
1: <laughs> <laughs> You have to say it now. Let's
0: see. One song was...
1: Steve, you're laughing. So I know
0: you know, I know what it is. I know, but I'm trying to. Uh, I know the artist. I'm trying to remember if that was the song that we used. I mean, look, you know my type of music that I like. It was. <laughs> it was right in that wheelhouse. Like
1: it was, it '90s was, it, music from
0: '902 and O. No, <laughs> no. Um, it's just the Beverly Hills same yeah, song. Yeah, it's like the, the Beverly Hills '902 and soundtrack is what Friday I have, Night, night light, same yeah, song exactly. Um, no, I had a. It was like bubblegum pop. It was Katy Perry. I think. I think it was Firework. No, it wasn't Firework. I know that would be funny. I, yeah, I know because then I would just time it perfectly to uh, okay. Um, uh, no, I know one of them was, um, uh, oh, what's the na- What's the title of that song? Uh, teenage dream, teenage dream. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> creepy. <D. laughs> has nothing to do with the lyrics or whatever. I was just like, I like this song. So I'm putting it on the playlist. Oh, and, uh, uh, what's the, uh, California Girls are unforgettable. Oh, okay. days. What's the yeah. what's the title of that song? Why am I? F- California Girls. Oh, California Girls. You know what? I don't think it was Teenage Dream. I think it was California Girls. Actually. Okay, they I might, feel better. It might have been both on there, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. Because I don't think it was just one Katy Perry song. But California, okay. Go- California Girls Okay. California Girls was definitely on the list. Okay. That's one this song I can like, give you.
1: This is like an energetic sex playlist. Because usually it's like slow and sexy. That's what I mean. That's why I said so, like, it was joking. Very
0: poppy. Yeah. This, oh, okay. That's why I said it was kind of a joke thing because I was putting on songs that were bubblegum pop, which you wouldn't necessarily equate to having sex to. You would think of, you know, Luther Vandross or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. You know, Color Me Bad, <laughs> I Want to Sex You Up, or Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You, and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why I made it. That's why I say it was like a joke, and that's why I would say that was the whole contrast. Was I'd call it the love making playlist, but then it was a bunch of pop songs, which <laughs> which were more of a that joke would just thing. make me laugh. <laughs> oh, it made her laugh when we talked about it. Um, I don't in the moment. I it's funny. I just like I again. I don't want to say that <laughs> I'm sitting there. Counting songs and doing all this stuff. Are I, you like, I just I just know I just know when it's on and then when we're done, I just pay attention to okay, what song were we on when we were finished, and then I know where that was in the playlist and yeah. So that's that's how I quote unquote counted. Um Yeah. But yeah, that's I wonder if I'm the only one. There's got to be other guys that do that. Cuz no one's putting on a stopwatch and nobody We
1: shall find out and yeah. we
0: poll. <laughs> yeah, cuz nobody's putting on a stopwatch and nobody is sitting there um with a metal clock in their head and they know exactly how long they're lasting. I guess the other thing you could be doing is TV stuff where you started at the, you know, you start having it at the beginning of a show and then <laughs> wherever you're at in the show when <laughs> uh when you finish, you know how far in you are because it's on DVR or something or a movie, something along those lines. But I think music is the one that everybody, I would say, does it to, right?
3: Like, Yeah.
0: How, how many of your sex sessions, Ashley, incorporate music? 50%? I like 50%. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I mean...
1: Okay, so what's on yeah. your
0: playlist then? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll share mine.
0: <laughs> so you have a specific one that you're like, okay.
1: No, tonight, tonight I, I don't.
0: Okay, so. But,
1: but now I want to make one.
0: Well, but but when you said 50% of the time it's music, is it just something that happens to be on? Or do you specifically say, hey, we're getting started, let's, you know, let me press play on something. Like when you say you're listening no, to music.
1: No, I feel like the the music is already like setting the mood like before that happens.
0: Uh, okay but what music is, yeah. it, is it on your phone or is it on a stereo in your house or what?
1: So I can't even remember the last time I made an actual playlist. So it's usually just like the relax and unwind that's oh. already on Spotify or something like that. You uh, know?
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, this- Cause
1: I see, I think that if I made one that I'd be thinking about it the whole time and I would be like, you like this song. and then I would get like two in my head about it.
0: If you did make one, you would probably make one different than mine in that you would have more sexual songs, slow moving. Yes. Ones.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Not poppy ones that you could have sex, no. sex to the beat to. Not
1: ones that you can <laughs> run to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Cause that's literally the opposite of a lovemaking <laughs> session. <laughs>
0: That's why it was so funny. That was so ironic about my love making playlist. It was a bunch of poppy songs. I
1: mean, now I uh, get it.
0: This is this is so gonna blow up now. <laughs> I, this is everyone's gonna be giving me shit about this now. Oh well. Hey, you want to know more stuff about me? There you go. Um...
1: <laughs> can please can people please call in with more sex questions? I get more like <laughs> pieces <of> gold <laughs> trivia about Steve.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you all know that there is there there I shouldn't sh- shouldn't even say there is. There once was a playlist out there done in a joking manner that is no longer out there. So.
1: Was there Taylor Swift on it?
0: Of course there was. <laughs> yeah, but I she's got so many songs that I like. I can't I uh. I can't remember which one just be the whole thing. Yeah. No, it was like one of these things where I specifically, Oh God. I just remembered another song that was on it and it is so random and it's the, it's the only song by this guy that I've, I probably even know by name and I'm sure I've heard of his other songs, but I can't name it by name. Okay. And I, I guarantee you have it. Maybe you've heard of this song. I don't know. Okay but it is more it's funny because i think it was right after the katy perry song which totally changed the mood because this one is more of a slower quote unquote love making song uh dirk's bentley come a little closer
1: oh i don't listen to country yeah
0: that's why i didn't think you knew it but that was on the <laughs> that was on the list and that is more of a certainly uh fits the mood of that title of that playlist um hmm. Is wasn't.
1: there a reason you put that song after the Katy Perry song? No.
0: No, it was just there. <laughs> it was just <laughs> – I was just putting songs that I liked at the time. And this, You know, because this was also three years ago. And – four, four 24 – We went out. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah this, was, this was a while ago. And it happened to be songs that I liked at the time. And I threw that one on there. And I remember it being so different than the other ones. Like, everyone was a pop song. And then I threw Dirks Bentley on there, come a little closer. And uh, I just like the song. I've always liked the song. And, yeah. Anyway, um, that'll do it for Sex Talk with a- Ashley and Steve. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that'll do it for caller number one. All right, let's get to our second caller. Her name is Emily. She's in Dallas. Emily, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you, Steve?
0: i'm great ashley
3: hi <laughs> <laughs> i
0: didn't want to leave ashley out um all right guy. Okay. all right emily um go ahead and tell us your story i know this is uh this has got a couple layers to it so i i know i have some questions but uh once you fill everybody in on what you're dealing with
3: okay so um i met my husband when i was in high school and uh at that time I was in really the best shape of my life. I ran a lot I exercised a lot. I was about 145 pounds. Um, and we dated all through my college years on and off and then now are married. Um, but when I went to college, I put on quite a bit of weight. I gained, um, about 60 pounds in total over four years and have kind of maintained that weight over the last five. Um, so, in about 2014, my husband at the time, well, my husband now broke up with me to start seeing someone else, and um, it came out later that he left because he lost attraction to me um, due to my weight gain, and that kind of led us into, like, a long-term spiral of issues of, you know, him saying that he wasn't attracted to me, making kind of mean and hateful comments, um, and... I don't want to say unfortunately because I'm glad I'm I'm married to my husband now but I kind of it was, was not in the best place emotionally at the time and kind of let that go and chose to marry him anyway um everything kind of came to a head about two weeks before we got married where he said that he didn't want to be with me if I didn't write out a plan of how I was going to lose weight so um he asked me to give him a written plan and I did at the time, um, I'm embarrassed to say. And then we got married. Um, And since then, we've had a child. Life has gotten a lot better. Our relationship, you know, we used to fight like cats and dogs. We don't anymore. Um, I feel like the friendship was rebuilt, but that issue was never really resolved. Um, And that's kind of the gist of it.
0: Okay. Um, First question that comes to my mind is... You said at the the two weeks before the wedding, you wrote out a plan. Have, have you stuck to that? Where are you guys at now, and where are you at weight-wise? Have you stuck to that plan, and how long have you been married?
3: So I've been married for a year and a half. Um, I did not really stick to that plan. After we got married, I felt really – I mean, we still fought quite a bit, probably the first three-ish months of our marriage, and when I got pregnant, we kind of decided to – turn things around. I got pregnant, I think five months into us getting married. Um, so obviously that would stall any weight loss plan anyway. But while I was pregnant, um, I kind of adopted a more healthy lifestyle. I guess I didn't, you know, I'm overweight now, so I didn't gain any weight while I was pregnant at all with my doctor's help. And I've changed a lot in terms of like, I'm more willing to be active and go on hikes with him. We go on walks a lot. We've completely changed what we eat, but I still haven't really – I mean, I weigh today exactly what I did when I left college, so my weight has not changed.
0: Just out of curiosity, what does he weigh? Or, like, is he fit and, (laughs) you know, is is, is it like – because it just seems to me like if he's going to get on you for his weight, but he's not doing anything about his, it's highly hypocritical of him. But is he overweight? Is he a little overweight? Is he just right? Or is he, like – bodybuilder type or not body <laughs> like fitness expert
3: <laughs> to yeah. me it's just right i mean i think he's really attractive um i guess in terms of like numbers he's maybe a little overweight but i would mean like just a little bit okay hmm. and
0: so um go ahead ashley i got a couple other things but go ahead
1: no no, no go ahead I, I i can remember what i'm gonna say
0: um so where exactly is it at? Like, is your issue right now that you? You're a year and a half in. You're just going by the math here. It looks like your your child is fairly newborn, like within the last three months or so.
3: Yeah, he's months old.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so are you basically just saying it's you're na- Now that you're settled in with your child. It's hard to get over, like you're thinking back to everything that happened before the wedding or around the time of the wedding and you're just, it's bothering you that you can't get to that or, not that it's bothering you, but um, I guess so, yeah, that it is bothering you that he put this demand on you.
3: So... I guess to kind of give a little bit more background, this was a conversation for about three years. So like, this wasn't just brought up like right before we got married, this was an ongoing, like, I'm not happy with your weight conversation that I quite frankly put up with for a long time. Um, But what I'm struggling with now is that we, I feel like made the right steps to make this better. Like we went to counseling, we had some conversations about how, like, it wasn't just about weight. It was about effort and, you know, exercising and taking care of yourself and, I feel like those changes have been made, but I mentally can't get past the fact that I don't feel like the person I married is attracted to me, you know?
0: Ah, okay. Ashley, go ahead.
3: Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I mean, one, I, I feel like the way he's been talking to you and especially that asking you to stick to a plan to like lose weight. Like this is a form of emotional abuse. And Things like that are very hard to come back from only because it destroys your self worth. And even if things are getting better with y'all, like, has he ever apologized for that?
3: Yeah, we, um, when we went to counseling, we kind of both like wrote letters to each other, we did a lot of exercises and. I mean, he's apologized. He's made every effort that he possibly can to change. He's done everything our counselor asked him to do and everything I asked him to do. So, like, I'll give him a ton of credit. He has made so much effort, but I just am having such a hard time moving on. Has he made you feel beautiful? I think he tries in his own way. He He's never, even in the beginning of a relationship, has never been the most, like, emotional or romantic, but... Um, you know, like he took what our counselor said to heart and he tries to compliment me and he tries, you know, he initiates sex a lot more. I mean, that's a big thing, but like, I don't, I feel like it's, I don't want to say I feel like he's lying, but I feel like he's doing it because he still wants me in his life or still wants to be married. Not because he actually means it. Like, I feel like because I look the same, there's no way those feelings could have changed. you know?
0: Like, okay. So like you're saying, you're the same weight as you were at your wedding. And at your wedding, he had a, you know, had you write out a plan of, you know, you need to lose this weight and you're still at that yeah. weight. And so you're just like, well, he must obviously feel the same way. I'm assuming that's what you're getting at.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so is your, you did say you're going to counseling, right? What is the counselor? What are you guys going to counseling for?
3: So we went into counseling just with, you know, I think we just kind of decided once we had our child that, like, we started going about a month after he was born. And um, I think we just decided that we wanted to work on our relationship and and try to fix some of those long-term issues that we had. And the counselor has just recommended that we try to spend a lot of time together, that we try to reconnect, that we're open and honest about everything. And the thing is, is that I never felt like my relationship was really missing that, like, we've always been such good friends. We've always been super close and super open and talkative about things, but that physical intimacy, I guess for me died the day that he told me that he didn't find me attractive because of my weight. And yeah. I just haven't found a way to come back from that.
0: And he knows how you, and he knows you feel this way. Like he knows yeah. that this is still bothering <laughs> you. And you yeah, obviously he can't, he can't take back what he said you know, two weeks before your wedding, it's, it's out there and he can't take it back. So all he can do is obviously move forward and not ever make you feel that way. But it doesn't sound like, I mean, it sounds like he's trying, I guess, um, but you're saying you just don't buy it.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, how do you try to be attracted to somebody? Like the, the thing is, is we both looked we both sat in front of the counselor and i was honest that like if i could go back and do it all over again this would have been a deal breaker for me i think i was you know i got married at 22 i mean i'm i'm a, i'm pretty young and um you know i was pretty naive and i didn't think about the long term repercussions of marrying somebody that isn't sexually attracted to me and I don't know. I just, I I would do it differently if I could do it all over again. But of course, like I value my marriage. I value my family. So I feel like I have to give this my all to fix it.
0: How is your sex life right now?
3: Better than it's been in the last five years, but that's mostly on his part in terms of like, he's made every effort to initiate. He's made every effort to like, listen to me, but I don't enjoy it. Like I once did because I, I just don't, I don't feel interesting and I don't feel attractive.
1: Oh. Yeah. Are you seeing a therapist without him?
3: Yeah. So we actually are both seeing that same therapist individually and together. Okay.
0: What uh, What is this therapist said to him? Do you know, or are they, obviously they're not allowed to kind of share that, but I'm sure he shares it with you. Doesn't he? Yeah.
3: Well, she, and she was pretty open with us at the beginning and saying that like, she doesn't keep secrets. So like, we kind of are pretty open about what everyone says. And, you know, she, she's been pretty clear that she kind of said what Ashley said, that it, it does kind of fall under the emotional abuse category. And, um, that it's something that, you know, when you marry somebody, you agree to love them for who they are. And to the way it felt to me and the way that I think she kind of saw it with me is that it felt like love was conditional. Like it was conditional on how I looked and like, obviously I didn't gain weight while I had this baby, but that's not to say that I won't with the next one. That's pretty common. And you know, women's bodies change. And that's not to say that like, I shouldn't put an effort or anything, but she's been pretty open that like what he said isn't okay. And we kind of all agreed on that, but now we're just trying to move forward. And, and the really only recommendation she's given me is just to give it time. But I feel like I've devoted, you know, four years, five years of my life to this problem, and I'm ready to move on, but I can't.
1: Before your husband said all of these things to you, were you confident? Did you feel okay in your body? Did you,
3: you know? No. You know, I, I definitely have always been aware of the fact, especially during college, that I was overweight. Um but I've never felt like I was disgusting or unattractive. And those words never crossed my mind until they came out of his mouth. Like, I never had a negative self-image. And now, of course, I'm battling that. And I sympathize with people who have dealt with that forever because it's awful. But no, I didn't before.
1: Yeah, I oh. I really just feel like this is so hard because in a marriage, I feel like a lot of times your happiness, even though as much as you can say it's not, your happiness is tied up in that other person. And I almost feel like he has just really ruined that aspect of it for you. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And I feel like in this situation, for anything to change, it's going to be like just for you. Like, you can't do this for him because I just feel like that's really unfair to you in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm articulating this well.
3: But No, you are. I mean, I've heard that advice before that I have to lose weight for me and not for him. But I'll be honest. Like, if I was outside of this relationship, I don't know that that would be a top priority for me.
1: No, No. that's even what I'm saying is like... Like if you're happy, like, fuck that. Like (laughs) I think right now, like your priority should be, you know, being a new mom and enjoying a new marriage and not focusing on this, but he's made that impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I almost even feel like, even though I'm sure your therapist is being very, um, professional, I almost want you to see someone that like does not deal with the two of you.
3: Really, you think so? Yeah.
1: Mm.
3: I thought. <laughs> uh.
0: I know. Where, where do you think this is? Like, in your mind, is it something that, if you don't, for whatever reason, think you can get this out of your mind? what he said and what he's like, are you thinking of leaving him?
3: So I am a Christian. So that of course throws a wrench in things for me is that I really don't believe in divorce. Um, I made a promise and I intended to stick to that, but I struggle with the fact that I can't imagine feeling like I feel today forever. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't ever want. I don't want to spend my life with somebody that I don't feel like I have the romantic relationship that I was supposed to have with my husband, you know? But at the same time, my religious beliefs kind of keep me here.
0: And probably a new baby doesn't. I mean,
3: a new baby does add to that, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. Obviously, you know, I think if it were. I don't think I'm breaking any new ground here when I say, obviously, men are visual people. Like, I think if your husband gained a bunch of weight, you probably wouldn't feel the same way. Um, and men just have this visual thing. Like, that's a whor- That's the fact that he did that, I mean, two weeks before your wedding. Was your wedding day fun? Like, did you enjoy, like or did that put a whole damper on everything?
3: So I think at that point, I had talked to my parents about everything, and they had told me to leave, and I didn't. And I think I was so anxious on that day that it just kind of blew by, and then we fought every day of our honeymoon. So it, was, it wasn't it was fun. And, and I've mentioned to him that I look back on those pictures, and I'm almost sad because I'm like, you you probably thought I looked fat in my wedding dress, and nobody wants to feel that way on their wedding day, you know?
0: And when you said you were fighting on your honeymoon, about what? That?
3: we weren't at the time I still considered myself to have like a higher libido. And I didn't think about the consequences of if he actually reciprocated that, how that would make me feel. Cause we weren't having a lot of sex. And so at the time I was angry that we weren't having as much sex as I thought I would have on my honeymoon. And we kind of fought about that. And then just some other, you know, I think we were just picking at each other at that point. Yeah. Okay. Hmm.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't feel comfortable telling you necessarily what to do in your marriage, but I just really feel like you are doing yourself a disservice to not have the romantic love that you deserve. And I, I am not a religious person, but I know how that affects a lot of people who call in. We just had a call today that that was a big factor and. Um, another situation, but oh, yeah. I I feel like God would understand in this, in this situation, like your happiness is above um, being made to feel like you're less than because of some extra weight, which shouldn't be that big of a deal when someone really loves you.
3: You know, Steve, I, I have a question for you. I. I wonder often if I chose to leave, which I don't want to do, but if I did, I wonder if this would be the same way in another relationship for me. I mean, is this just, I know you said that men are visual and I've been told yeah. that my whole life and like, I can sympathize with that. I've, yeah. I've gone there in my mind where I tried to understand why he felt the way he did, but is this just something that like, I'm going to have this problem no matter what relationship I'm in?
0: Oh no because then then you'd be saying that every single guy out there would have an issue with your weight. And I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the case at all. I right. don't know why your husband is the one that has that judgment of you. I'm sure there are plenty of guys out there that have no judgment at all. Um it just so happens the one that you're with does <laughs> and it's yeah. you know um Yeah, you know, I, I don't I mean like I said this had a few layers to it to where I didn't really even know. I think that's why I asked like could this be a deal breaker even though you're already married and you have a newborn is this something where you need to if you don't if you're not able to put it out and he doesn't do a good enough job of convincing you that you're beautiful and he loves you I, I don't know how you can stay with somebody like that. Right. I
3: think that's been a concern of mine is that I think for a lot of people, this would be a deal breaker. And I'm not like, but if I flip the script, I think on his end, for a lot of people, it would be a deal breaker for them too. Like someone that gains 60 pounds from the time you meet them. I mean, that's not a tiny amount of weight. I'm not naive to that, you know? So I don't like, I hate to admit admit the fact that it's possible. Like I, I think we, I've even talked to him about this. We've admitted that maybe it's possible that we weren't compatible, but I feel like I've created this family that I owe it to, to try to forgive and to try to move on.
1: Why do you think this is going to sound awful, but why do you think he married you?
3: So I met him when I was a junior in high school and I have never met anyone in my entire life that I've connected with in the same way that I've connected with him. Like, we have conversations I've never had with anyone else. We'll go on road trips, and we'll take it. it's like 12 hours to go visit my family. And we won't even turn the radio on once we talk the whole way there. And I don't have that nor have I ever had that with anyone else. And I know you guys are only hearing a snippet of my relationship and of course the most negative part of it, but there, there are things. And he even said this to me. He's like, I think for me, the good always outweighed the bad. And I don't know. I mean, there's something about our relationship that kept us here for, you know, gosh, I met him 10 years ago. I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, um.
1: (laughs) I, Oh, so, so I, I'm just going to say two more things about emotional abuse. Okay. But okay. With what you just said, that is something that is commonly said by people who suffer emotional abuse, and I think that which part? They all, which
0: part are you talking about, Ashley? What you what uh, just said.
1: Well, just like how there's there there are the good parts, and I think there's always like in the back of their mind a hope that something's going to click one day and you're going to be able to get back to the good times or get back to the good parts. And like, then the good is going to outweigh the bad. But I think also in your response to Steve about how, you know, say you leave your husband, is it going to be like this with every guy? That emotional abuse has like put that thought in your head because that's something that happens when someone emotionally abuses you is that you think that no one else is going to love you or that everyone's going to see you in that way. And that is not true. Like beauty is in the eye of the beholder and someone else out there is not going to make you feel that way. And Steve and I can't tell you what to do. And I think you owe it to yourself and to your child to try to work on your marriage. But I think you're going to get to a point where, you know, You you do have to save your self worth in your marriage, and it might be getting out. It might be it. It may get better. I'm I'm not sure, but I don't I don't love this situation
0: for you. (sighs) I
1: feel the same way.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it is. Like, I, there's no way you're ever going to forget what he did before the wedding. There's no way it's ever going to go away, I, I, I guess. And, and here's a question for you, and I don't even care what your answer is, but have you thought about losing weight?
3: Yeah, so funny, this is kind of a weird tidbit in the story, but... When I was in the middle of college, when we broke up, I lost 40 pounds and then gained it all back when we got back together. So I know that's kind of a weird middle, but I gained it all back. And then while I was pregnant, obviously made some big diet changes and didn't gain any weight while pregnant. Yeah. Um, and after I had the baby, I had a lot of intentions to do that. But I think I struggle with, am I doing this for me? Am I doing it for him? Um I get like, and I think this is a personal issue. And I think this is part of why I put on 60 pounds is I definitely eat my feelings. I'll be the first to admit that. So yeah. it, that's an issue on its own. And I think I do need to address that. And I think I do need to deal with that, but it's hard to separate the two issues for me.
1: Do you talk about that in therapy?
3: A little bit. Um, You know, she's kind of gave me some of the similar advice to what you said with, I have to do it for me, but the thing that's the most challenging for me is trying to separate, like, am I doing this because I want my husband to want to have sex with me? Or am I doing it because I want to feel good about myself? And the answer really is both. But I hate that I'm doing this partially for somebody else. Right? <clears throat>
0: um, when you said you lost 40 pounds in college after the breakup, how did that happen? Was it by working out or was it just like you weren't eating?
3: No. So I did. Um, it that's was a lot not of weight to
0: lose. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. 40 pounds is not easy to lose. I mean, that takes effort.
3: It was a lot of effort and it took me a good amount of time to put it all back on. To tell you the truth, it took me a couple of years, but kind of what happened during that time frame is we didn't speak the entire time I was losing this weight. I had moved. Well, we were starting to move on. We just had broken up and I thought it was over. And I just dieted, I didn't, you know, I did like Zumba classes, but I didn't do anything extreme in the gym, I just kind of changed my eating habits. And I had a roommate that supported me and did it with me. And that was great for me. Um, But when I, I found out about his distaste for my weight, kind of in the middle, like once I had lost the weight, that's when I found out about it. So I'm feeling the best I've ever felt or the best I'd felt in a few years, and I have someone rejecting me when I've lost 40 pounds. Mm. And it, like, kind of felt like he didn't even, like... He tells me now that, like, he noticed that I'd lost all that weight, but at the time it did not feel like it. Hmm.
1: And did you say y'all broke up because he started dating someone else?
3: Yeah, um, he dated... (sighs) Not a great time in his life, not a great time in mine. He started dating someone that we knew. And I did not find out about that for a year following that. I had no idea that they dated even when we got back together. So that's like a whole other section. But um, yeah, he dated somebody that's significantly thinner than I ever was for sure.
1: Do you have a group of good friends where y'all live?
3: We just moved um, about an hour and a half away from our hometown. So I have been trying to plug into to a couple different places to make some friends. It's been going pretty well for me. Um, and I do have some friends that are about an hour and a half away. But I'm kind of working on that right now. We just moved. So, you know, that can be tricky. Um, but yeah, we're working on that.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, like like Ashley said, I don't think we can tell you what to do with your marriage and your relationship. Mm. But, I mean, I think this is something that's just going to take time. Either you're going to, either six months or a year from now, you're still going to be feeling this way, or you're not. Um, And I think once you get to that point, you'll be able to know exactly probably what route to take in this. Because... Right now, you're not going to make a, a a snap decision on. Oh, I want out. I can't. I can't do this anymore. It's going to take some time. I'm, the good thing is you're both in therapy, um, and you are getting advice and you are getting help. Um, but this is a tough one to get over. I, I for you, I, I can imagine. Like, how, how does that not ever leave your mind that your husband, at one point, told you he didn't find you a, sexually attractive? It's just.
3: Yeah. yeah, is this I, something that either of you think that you could get over in a marriage?
0: Uh, I know that's a tough question. Well, Ashley's, <laughs> Ashley's the married one, so we'll pass it off to her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I like barely wanted to get married. <laughs> ever <laughs> um so if someone told me that that would definitely be a deal breaker i don't i don't even think i would like be able to marry the person like
0: honestly but would it matter if they told you before or after you got married like what if steve said how many years have you been married actually four or
1: Oh. <laughs> almost 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 three it's only
0: been two or almost. Oh gosh! I th- okay, I thought it was four or five. Anyway, if Steve just came to you in the next few weeks and just said, "I don't find you attractive anymore," or "I'm not at," I shouldn't say that. I'm not as attracted to you as I once was physically. Like, how do you react to something like that? How would well, you react?
1: So what I would say is, I I think it depends on what you place value on in your marriage or like how confident you are as a person or different things. I personally obtain a lot of my self-worth by how attractive or how much sex Steve wants to have with me. So that would like really bother me. Yeah. Um but then again, I mean, people are different. But it it sounds like to me that that really does hurt you. So that's why I just, I think that that would be a really hard thing to forget. And almost like what I want to encourage you to do is like, get out in the new town that y'all just moved to and find other things that make you happy besides your husband while you're figuring this out, whether it's taking a Zumba class or joining a book club or something while you figure this out, because you can't just place all your like, happiness and how he views you.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely the, probably the best advice you could give me because I know this situation is so difficult to find a good answer to. Um, and you know, I, I want that for me. And I want, I want for my child, especially like, I don't want him to treat someone this way one day and I worry about that all the time but I just think that I want to know that I'm beautiful and I want to know that even if for whatever reason this doesn't work out or I end up back out there that I'm not gonna take the way that I feel today into my future whether that be single or with someone else
1: yeah and you deserve that you deserve to feel so beautiful seriously
3: thank you <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think this is, um, like I said, this is going to take some time. And I want you to keep, um, you know, it's nothing in two weeks you're going to be able to f- fill us back in on, you know, everything has changed or whatever. But I would think three or six <laughs> months down the line, we'd want to hear from you and hear how things, if things have gotten any better, if you've joined anything and kept yourself occupied. Um, but, Emily, um I know this probably wasn't an easy phone call to make but we appreciate you you calling in and I hope we could help in, in in some way. I know this wasn't a black and white like do this and or not do this, but I hope there was something in there that we were able to help in some way.
3: Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. It was it was great to talk to you both. I'm a big fan of both of you. So, I really appreciate it. Well,
0: thank you.
1: It was nice to talk to you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye,
0: Bye Emily. Bye. Well I'd say those are uh two um <laughs> calls that couldn't be any more different. <laughs> we're we're yucking it up and talking about my sex playlist and call number one and this call was a lot deeper, which I'm fine with. Uh we don't have to have sex calls all the time and we don't have to have serious calls all the time. But this was this is a tough one because you know, this is something I, I, I mentioned the guys being visual and stuff like that and it, it's something to where, you know, you marry somebody, it's till death do us part. But. Um,
1: Someone isn't always going to be super hot, though, in the marriage. I mean, you could
0: yeah.
1: hope that they're going to be super hot. But, like, I think that's the thing that people have to think about when they get married, too. It's like, what if the person you love is in a horrible car accident? Yeah. And they're disfigured. Like, are you just going to stop? loving them? Are you going to say fucked up things to them? Like I'm not sexually attracted to you anymore because of something that happened to them. And I, I do feel like gaining weight or, um, being overweight. That's something that can happen to you in a marriage too. And you can't, if your feelings are that fleeting because of some gaining some pounds, I don't know if that marriage is built on the best foundation.
0: Yeah. And it's not like she, She hasn't put on the weight since the wedding. I mean, she has been, like she said, she put on 60 pounds and then they got engaged. And in the two weeks before the marriage is when he gave her the, hey, go on this weight plan and sign this contract, which is utterly disturbing. Yeah. But she's been the same weight her whole whole marriage. And I see what she's saying. She's just like, okay, I was... 60 pounds overweight when we got married. I'm still the same weight today. How does he not feel the same way about me physically? And, yeah, she didn't put on the weight during the marriage. So it wasn't even a situation. Like, he married her at the weight she's at now. So it's like, is it his fault? Like, dude, if you're this bothered by her weight, then don't marry her. Then you shouldn't have done it. And it sounded like she was kind of beating herself up over it because she said at the time her family was telling her, get out. And she kind of went through with it and just pushed through. and Was like, all right, well, I'll just I'll kind of fight through this. Uh, but yeah, it's a tough one because when you marry somebody, you're marrying them for the person that they are at that time. I don't, I know you're supposed to think ahead, like, what if this happened? But I don't think many people do. Do they? You're not actually sitting there on your wedding day saying, okay and and setting weight goals for somebody if they put on 15 pounds if they put on 30 they put on 50 but obviously I think <clears throat> sexual attraction to your mate is something that keeps a marriage going right you've got to be sexually attracted to them and want to be with them and if they change their appearance to a point where you're not physically attracted to them anymore it doesn't mean all of a sudden oh I got to leave them but that would put a strain on a marriage right because you're not something that you had at that wedding day of I feel my wife is so beautiful, I'm so attracted to her, and then at some point during down the line, whether it's 10, 15, 20 years later, I'm not, what happens?
1: I think that if when you're going into the marriage, if someone is placing that much importance on the physical aspect of you, That would put some serious doubt in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Because a marriage is about so much more than if you're attracted to the person. If we married the person that we were the most attracted to, the divorce rate would be like 99%. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Um,
1: That's just not what a marriage is about. And I don't know. I think that they seem like they're really good friends and I have no doubt that she's very attracted to him. But what he is doing to her is emotional abuse, like hard stop. Yeah. And I just hope that either things get better or that she finds a way out before it completely destroys her as a person because it can't feel great to be in a marriage and think about that all the
2: time.
0: <clears throat> well, for sure, I, I don't, I don't see any way where she's going. She's going to have to at some point. This is going to eat at her.
1: Yeah, because I mean, even say she does lose weight and then he's attracted to her, I would still be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, because what he did before, two weeks before the the, mar- the wedding, is never going to leave her mind. Right. And. Yeah, I, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I hope she works it through, and some and there's some resolution to this eventually down the road, but, God, that was one of the tougher ones because there isn't a lot we can really say in that situation. You know, I'm not, we're not going to tell her how to run her life. Right. Um, anyway, uh, that'll do it for Episode 16. Thank you all uh, for tuning in. Again, if you want to be on a part of a future episode, Episode 17 will be two weeks from today. And, um which will be the day of the f- – after the final rose. will be March – yeah, March um, 12th will be the next episode. Yeah, because today's February 26th. Yeah, so March 12th will be our next episode, which is the day of the big giant to-do, the after the final rose on, on Colton season. So if you want to be a part of it, email me, email Ashley, DM us, let us know your situation, what times on your end and the best times that you can record and we'll, uh, and we'll take it from there So, another good show Ashley um, people got to know me a little bit more and now <laughs> I'm, uh, now I'm just wondering how long it's going to take before Reality Steve's sex playlist has it's own Twitter account you know? oh it's happening <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway uh, thank you all again for tuning in and uh, we will talk to you in a couple weeks see ya he's telling me no He's dragging me down He's leading me on And stringing on